0: Hey everybody, you are listening to the Accelerate Performance Lab podcast, hosted by Accelerate's Director of Experimental Science and Social Media Manager, Riley Witt. You are about to hear from some of the world's leading experts in sports performance and human optimization. From elite scientists to world-class coaches, this is the place to be to accelerate your performance. So as always, sit back, buckle up, enjoy the ride. Here we go. Welcome to another episode of the Accelerate Performance Lab podcast. I'm your host, Riley Witt, and today's going to be a solo episode where I'm going to give you my personal pre-race and occasionally pre-workout nootropic stack. I don't like giving guarantees because I like to save my butt, but this is a pretty powerful stack. I'm not claiming that this is is the best pre-workout by any means, and I still have an actual, like note sheet beside me here with 20 other compounds that I could have added, but I didn't because I have never tried them out myself and haven't done extensive enough research to come to any conclusions. In this podcast, I will cover the major ingredients behind this stack and I'll dive deep into my rationale and reasoning behind why I would consider using these ingredients to maximize your performance taking in these compounds is one of the only ways that you can boost your fitness or performance within a couple of hours. So it's certainly something to look into. Before I jump into the major ingredients, I want you to consider the legality. This particular formula at the time of this recording is legal, but for legal reasons, and I wanna make sure I don't grenade Ben's business here. And none of the Accelerate athletes have ever heard about this yet. But at the time of this recording, it's November 30th, 2023. So I, or Accelerate Performance Lab, is not recommending any supplements or compounds, and this podcast is just for entertainment purposes. Once again, all of these ingredients are legal, according to WADA, based on their 2023 list of banned substances, but this list is ever-changing, so you need to do your own research or ask me to make sure the regulations haven't changed. So now here is your entertainment. My stance on pre-workout formulas and pre-workouts in general, is that I don't really use them, meaning I don't use the pre-made formulas, beverages, or tablets, I guess. I personally prefer to design my own pre-workouts, as you're about to hear about in this particular podcast. And to be honest, I've kept it really, really simple up until recently, so I haven't really reaped much of the benefits of this particular formula yet. All I've done in the past is take some caffeine and just experimented with some other things. So stay tuned, I guess. Based on my own research, this protocol has the potential to increase performance well above baseline and overall just improve athletic power, endurance, it can delay fatigue, and drastically sharpen focus. Now, the issue that a lot of people face is that they're becoming dependent or reliant upon pre-workouts as an external motivator to get them to the gym, to get them out the door, to get them to put their running shoes on, or actually just complete their workout. This stack should be and must be deployed strategically to avoid becoming dependent and to avoid burning out. A lot of these pre-workout formulas contain various stimulants that can tax the adrenal glands and eventually leave you feeling burnt out and, you know, having no motivation to do anything without them. So who, or I guess, what is this stack designed for? This stack is just my brain and energy stack. I don't want to overwhelm you in this one episode, so this stack is just for hyperfocus, concentration, motivation, and drive. If you want to hear about my lactate buffering stack or blood flow stack that I am just about to implement myself, make sure to share this episode with your friends, post it on your social media, whatever. If this episode does well, I will release a second part to this episode and we'll go through blood flow and lactate buffering supplementation stacks. So it's up to you. Share this, and that'll come your way. All right, without further ado, here it is. Okay, I will first give you a quick list, then go into the why behind each ingredient. And the why is important, so stay tuned for those. So first ingredient, paraxanthine or caffeine. One or the other, don't do both. For parazanthine, we're looking at a dosage of about 300 milligrams, caffeine, you know, 200 to 300 milligrams, just whatever your personal tolerance is. Next ingredient I stole from Dr. Andrew Huberman, and that is alpha-GPC, dosage around 600 milligrams. The next ingredient we have is cylindrozole, and we need to be consuming this in a sublingual format. It's much more efficient under the tongue itself, and the dosage for that being 20 milligrams. Like I said, I could list so many more, but finally, L-tyrosine, and this can be a dosage of anywhere from one to three grams. While this list is not exhaustive at all, I think it's an incredibly powerful starting point due to the fact that these particular ingredients work in synergy. So let's break this thing down. The first compound I mentioned was paraxanthine or caffeine. If you're vanilla and want to keep it simple, pop a 200 milligram caffeine tablet and call it good. If you're willing to give a new age molecule a try, paraxanthine seems to have some potential. Affinity is the brand that brought this molecule some hype. And to be honest, they're kind of scumbags because they patented this thing and no one else is able to use this molecule in any other product as of now. But I shouldn't say that actually, because Infinity, the company, actually sent me some drinks to try out. I want to be clear. I have zero affiliation to this brand, and they unfortunately haven't paid me to say this, but I really like their stuff. So I am an unbiased source. All they've done is given me a couple energy drinks. This particular ingredient has been put forward to the marketplace by a fellow podcaster, Sean Wells and I'm pretty excited for it. I've seen it mentioned in various forms and blogs lately, but many of the benefits that people are experiencing from caffeine are actually potentially linked to paraxanthine and not directly caffeine itself. When you ingest caffeine into your body, it breaks down into three different metabolites. 12% of caffeine gets broken down into theobromine, 4% gets broken down into theophylline, and then the remaining 84% is this magical paraxanthine. Now the question is, is paraxanthine the actual real caffeine? If we look at a close analysis of these metabolites and their effect on human biology, it reveals that most of the effects people want from caffeine or caffeine use can be attributed to not caffeine itself, but rather its primary metabolite, perixanthine. Research shows that parazanthine is stronger at binding to the adenosine receptors and produces stronger motor activating effects than caffeine. By blocking adenosine receptors, parazanthine can increase the release of neurotransmitters such as norepinephrine and dopamine, giving the user a very strong boost in motivation, alertness, and focus. Now in addition, multiple human clinical trials have shown parazanthine increases processing speed, improves response time, and promotes sustained attention while reducing errors. As a smooth little transition here to the second compound, alpha-GPC will also work beautifully with caffeine or paraxanthine due to its effect on acetylcholine as well. I'm getting low-key a little giddy just thinking about the potential here. It's So alpha-GPC is essentially a choline donor. It acts on the pathways related to the neuromodulator acetylcholine, sort of like caffeine, and it can enhance focus. Now it's not a stimulant, like caffeine or paraxanthine, so it won't have an effect on your central nervous system directly, so it won't make you jittery or anxious. So that's why this compound could be a great supplement to stack with caffeine, dosage of around 600 milligrams for alpha GBC and 300-ish for paraxanthine or caffeine. Okay, first two wrapped. Next compound, or I guess compound breakdown that I want to discuss is a much lesser known, and I honestly had to dig a little bit to find this thing but it's Cylindrazole. Now, cylindrosol needs to be administered under the tongue like I previously said, or across the mucous membrane to properly be absorbed. So sublingually, so you just set the tablet under your tongue and it just dissolves. The stuff I have is flavored and it's actually pretty good. It's like a fruity mint. Now, if you let it sit there for about 10 minutes, you'll notice a slight improvement in alertness and mental clarity. I've taken it before and it's honestly pretty subtle. But based on the research, I think it should be stronger than that, so I need to keep trying it. It's a piece of the stack that could be beneficial for sure. The aspect of cylinder salt is actually derived from one of the most well-known aptogenic herbs, rhodiola rosea. You may have actually heard about this compound before. Rhodiola rosea has been used for hundreds of years for its incredible aptogenic and stimulating effects alongside ashwagandha. I'm sure you've probably heard of ashwagandha before as well. Rhodiola is without a doubt, one of the most popular adaptogens around, and for good reason. So scientists looked at this herb and wanted to push the stimulating effects a little bit more. So they were tweaking the chemical makeup. The result of this was the creation of Cylindrazole. I definitely think I need to keep experimenting with this because according to the research, it's quite stimulating and kicks in very quickly. It does this by upregulating mitochondrial activity and even helping to produce more mitochondria through mitochondrial biogenesis. It's also likely where a lot of the energizing effects come from when people use cylindrosol is its effects on dampering cortisol. This can minimize catabolic nature of cortisol, so you might also recover a little bit quicker from it. I also have in my notes here that it can assist with dopamine production. So I guess it'll work in synergy with caffeine and alpha-GPC. So... Next ingredient we're looking at is L-tyrosine. This stuff is in just about every energy drink on the market, so I figured I had to add it to my stack. I think Red Bull or Monster was the first to make it really popular. Many of you know now that I've talked about it a little bit that dopamine is the motivation, alertness, and focus neurotransmitter, but here's a little bit of biology or I guess neurobiology about it so I can kind of give you some background behind L-tyrosine. So dopamine is synthesized through this following pathway. It goes from phenylalanine, then to L-tyrosine. L-tyrosine gets broken down into L-dopa and then L-dopa into dopamine. This one tiny piece of neurobiology, we can find a way to hack our biology. This is a very simplistic view but I want to keep this podcast in a digestible format and keep it pretty short so you can listen to it multiple times. But if we can increase just one of these upstream metabolites, we might just be able to supercharge our dopamine and in turn our motivation, focus, and drive. So again, phenylalanine into L-tyrosine, L-tyrosine into L-DOPA, L-DOPA into dopamine. So We need to increase one of those to increase dopamine because it's downstream. So the best one would be the closest thing to a dopamine, which is L-DOPA. So you can inject L-DOPA and obviously that'll be great, but it's definitely not legal. So don't do that. So upstream of L-DOPA is L-tyrosine. L-tyrosine is completely legal as of the time of this recording. So supplementation with this amino acid could lead to increases in dopamine levels. And then if you look upstream of that, we're looking at phenylane, which is not legal by WADA. So do not take that. At least I don't think it is. Not worth it because you can just take L-tyrosine, which is in Monster Energy and all these other energy drinks as well. Dosage for that, about one to three grams. I have not done a whole bunch of testing myself on dosage or whatever. So try it out, start with the lowest possible dose and go from there. And that's a wrap. Remember, while these compounds have shown potential benefits, they should be used strategically and not relied upon as a crutch for every workout. Burnout is real, and overusing stimulants can have a real tax on your adrenal glands. As with any supplementation stack, it's essential to know what you're putting into your body, always do your own research, Consider your unique needs and sensitivities. Consult with a professional if you ever have any doubts. The ingredients we've discussed today can indeed work in synergy to optimize your performance. But remember, the magic happens when you combine these supplements with a well-structured training plan and a healthy lifestyle. Of course, it's a shameless plug, let us know if you need help with a training plan. That is what we specialize in and we'd love to help you out. So contact me or Ben over on Instagram and we'll get you sorted out. Experiment cautiously, listen to your body, and assess how these ingredients affect your performance over time. I would love to hear your current stack or if you give this a try, which I'm not recommending you do, to let me know how it goes. Again, this was an entertainment podcast only. We take no responsibility for anything said on this podcast, me, myself, or Accelerate Performance Lab. So thank you for listening. And we'll see you again next week on the Accelerate Performance Lab podcast.